welcome to the Acupuncture Outsider podcast. My name is Richard Hazel, and in the time it takes for you to commute to or from work, I hope to have shared something of interest about orthopedic acupuncture using motor points, trigger points, myofascial slings, uh, neurofunctional acupuncture, segmental treatments, anything that crosses my mind that seems to be of interest. I hope you'll enjoy it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Acupuncture Outsider. This is Richard Hazel and today I am going to talk about the cluneal nerves, especially the uh, superior cluneal nerve. Um, there are a lot of uh, entrapment syndromes that uh, once you know how to recognize them, you will realize how frequently you've seen them in the past and didn't know it. Uh, this is one of those for me. Um, it can mimic sciatica. It can also be a just persistent low back pain. So let's talk about it. Uh, the superior cluneal nerve, it, uh, it runs right off the lower part of the QL before going into, through the thoracolumbar fascia and over the iliac crest. And it will innervate the upper glute. The upper two-thirds of the glutes um, are innervated by the cluneal nerves. And the cluneal nerve is, in the superior cluneal nerve, is just sensory, no motor at all. And it can get entrapped in the fascia at the iliac crest, or it can get entrapped in the lower part of the quadratus lumborum. So, and when it gets entrapped by the QL, either from just hypertonicity and, and you know muscle tension basically or trigger points it will it can mimic sciatica including all the way to the foot so it could be a sciatica that seems just like normal uh, L5 radiculopathy but it's not it's cluneal nerve entrapment most of the time you will find it doesn't, it's not always a sciatic pattern. In fact, many times it's pain along the iliac crest. And by the way, the superior cluneal nerves do not innervate close into the midline. They, 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 they begin about six to seven centimeters out from midline over all the way over to the side um, right above the greater trochanter area. So that's really where you're going to see um, pain along the iliac crest. Apparently, there are certain surgeries where they harvest bone from the iliac crest for certain um, lumbar fusion type disc uh, issues. They'll harvest bone there for the surgery. And what they found post-surgically is people will have low back pain on that side 37% of people have low back pain caused by 
an entrapment of the cluneal nerves that goes into that low lumbar area, that uh, QL area, um, not necessarily causing a radiculopathy, but just pain in the iliac crest. So the cluneal nerves, uh, apparently they get stretched in the glute max skin. So when, when someone has an irritation of the cluneal nerve, especially superior cluneal nerve, on hip flexion and, and uh, torso turning or, or lateral flexion away from the pain side, they will, they will have more pain. They will reproduce the pain. So the palpation of the iliac crest and then that low QL area is really important. It, if you're finding the right area, it will reproduce the symptoms. Same thing with having the patient bend away from the affected side, um, turning the torso or even bending forward will reproduce that irritation. Now, apparently what happens is this could be a sports induced injury as well. Somebody who does a lot of hip flexion and torso rotation and lateral flexion can irritate the cluneal nerve and there will be some inflammation, edema, even scar tissue that will start to develop and that will entrap the nerve. So then you've got uh, diffuse pain in the whole glute area, the two third, top two thirds, all the way over to the greater trochanter, and it may even go into the low, low back. So it's a really important thing to know because you'll probably see, you'll, once you know this, you'll see it a lot more. You're gonna recognize it faster. Uh, it's not just a uh, low back pain caused by the gluteus medius, though technically I, I would say that's the best way out of the problem is to treat the gluteus medius because it's that gluteus medius tendon right at the iliac crest that's very likely the the biggest cause of entrapment there so if you're freeing up the gluteus medius which we know can shorten then you're going to take tension off the iliac crest and hopefully then those superior gluteal nerves that are coming through there um, of course treating the ql will be important um, and in my experience it's not always going to release with just a motor point of the QL, though I will say that the motor point that I use is very close to where that entrapment zone is. You, you find the iliac crest and you find the lateral border of the erector spinae and you go one finger up above the pelvis, above the iliac crest and right off the edge of the erector spinae and you insert a needle perpendicularly, probably for most people, depending on the size of the patient, you may need to go more than one centimeter deep. You probably have to go a couple centimeters to get a really good motor point there for the QL, but it's a very safe location and you're, you don't have to go too deep. So it's very safe there. Um, I tend to find the best motor point there angling slightly under the erector spinae. So 
not always completely perpendicular, sometimes angled a little bit more medially. Um, you get a really good motor point there. Now, if that's not resolving the problem, they very likely have a trigger point there, and that's a really common location for QL trigger points. And so the best way to know is to first use the motor point, use, put, a, put electric stim on it for 10 minutes at one hertz, and when, when you take the needles out, if there's still pain and there's still tension there, it's a trigger point. And in which case you're going to dry needle the, the lower part of the QL, um, which of course I'm not, uh, it's, you know, me explaining it over a podcast is not sufficient for training, but just know that you will dry needle, you know, from lateral to medial very carefully to not cause pain. And, um, you'll want to get some fasciculations in that lower trigger point to release it. Um, for the, superior cluneal nerve uh, area in the gluteus medius area, I like to use um, a very thin needle that's going almost transversely, just enough to get into the cutaneous area, not, in, not deep enough to get into too much muscle or tendon there because, and, and by the way, you locate the, the area you're going to needle, with palpation, you're palpating along the iliac crest, and when they say "ow," that's it. Then that's where the needle goes, and it goes superficially, because ideally you want to use high-frequency stimulation there to calm the cluneal nerves that are irritated. So, I would use somewhere I, you know, based on the machine that I use, I'll use either 30 or 45 hertz, uh, and I want to make sure with my pointer. Plus that I'm not, or my pointer uh, Excel, that I'm not going to get any fasciculations on the needles. Um, otherwise, that that's a really annoying treatment for the patient. Um, you do not want to be stimulating the motor points um, at a high frequency. You want it to just feel like a, a buzz, a little vibration for the patient. It should be comfortable. Um, so you get the needles into the areas that feel entrapped. And you keep the needles very superficial so that they're not getting any motor point stimulation. And you put high frequency for, I, I, if I can do 20 minutes, I prefer 20 minutes. If I only have 10, 10 is probably sufficient. But I, for, for uh, cutaneous nerves, I like 20 minutes at high frequency. So um, that's what I do. And it's not written in stone. And feel free to play around with different frequencies. Um, you can use discontinuous or mixed modes. Um, feel free to do what you want. I think you'll get neuromodulation regardless. I think you could do one one hertz. You'll still get um, good neuromodulation of irritated cutaneous nerves. I like the high frequency though because I feel like it's um, it's just going to get a it's just going to get a better result in my opinion, and it's just my opinion, but. You know, if you think about how, how many pulses of electric stimulation at one hertz do you get in 20 minutes and how many pulses do you get at 45 hertz in 20 minutes? So that's, you know, basically I'm thinking dosage. So that's what I'll do for the cluneal nerves. I'll use the motor point of the gluteus medius. I might use the, the motor point of the gluteus minimus. Uh, I'll use, uh, I might even treat something like psoas depending on, you know, what the person's presenting with. Um, 
and I would certainly treat the QL. Any motor points I'm treating at one hertz, and then the then the cutaneous nerves, right there, the superior uh, cluneal nerves at the at the iliac crest area are going to get a high frequency, for up to 20 minutes if I can do it. Um, you'll find very good and fast results for these patients. Um, in Dr. Trescott's book, she even mentions electric stim acupuncture for this actual, uh, for treatment of this actual problem. But she's, uh, the, the case that, the research that she's um, referring to puts one needle at the iliac crest and one needle at gallbladder 34. And they, they use electric stim. I think they had to treat 10 times or something like that. And they had, they had 97% success. I'm going to tell you that you don't need 10 sessions for this if, uh, if you're on the right track. Um, you should be able to dry needle the QL and treat the gluteus medius uh, motor point and anything else that's affecting the, the glute area there, maybe the gluteus minimus, maybe the uh, piriformis, and then, um, and then high-frequency stim at the, at the cutaneous level for the iliac crest area, anywhere that you pressed that was painful. You should get very good results there. Um, if it is mimicking sciatica, then I might still treat as if it was uh, a, a deep gluteal syndrome. I may still check for any tension in the deep rotators or the biceps femoris or the peroneus longus because sort of like, um, like a double crush situation, if there's nerve irritation, then there could be muscular tension developing that will then create a second entrapment zone. So I'm still going to palpate as if it's sciatica, even if I think that it's a, a pseudo-sciatica being caused by the uh, cluneal nerve. So there are other cluneal nerves to look at, the medial and the inferior, which are really also great to know because you're going to start seeing it's it's um, if you've ever studied a foreign language, as soon as you learn a new word, you'll start to hear it uh, being spoken when you're listening to something, and you didn't even notice it before. You know, you learn new vocabulary, and suddenly you realize how frequently that word is used, and that happens with cutaneous nerve entrapments. They look like something else that's more muscular, more myofascial, and once you can differentiate. You start to realize how many times you, in the past, saw this and thought it was something else. So um, be on the lookout for superior cluneal nerve entrapments, and you're going to start seeing them really, really regularly. And the great thing is, when you see it, you're going to have a great result on the first visit, and they may not even need much follow-up um, from there, in my experience couple sessions um, usually they come back feeling way better and then there's like some touch-up to do um, so that's that I'm, I'm teaching the superior cluneal nerve entrapment in Amsterdam in September um, I'll put the link in the in the podcast summary for, for acupuncturists who are in Europe and interested um, we're doing the 
first European Orthopedic and Sports Acupuncture Conference um, in late September. So uh, I'll be doing some other nerve entrapment stuff there. So, um, all right, so that's uh, that's what I wanted to talk about this week. And um, I hope you have a great week. Take care.